Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back. Happy All Saints Day. It is 31 for 31's 32nd episode. I guess technically 33rd if you count our intro preview. Uh, But we wanted to uh, come back to November and spend a little time just talking about the experience saying our, you know, goodbyes for the October season and really just kind of reflecting on the list and experience itself. And of course, what uh, made the cut, didn't make the cut, the flow of the list, kind of how the the pod developed over this last month was so, 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 so fun and enjoyable for us. And we've loved having you as listeners and social media participants and suggestors and hint guessers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're here first and foremost, I guess, to say thank you uh, as the 31 for 31 crew and thinkers in chief today are myself, Cody Mason, joined by my two co-hosts per usual, Jamie Lansdowne and Chris Boniello saying thanks. So thank you. Well, I want to say thank you to the listeners, but I also want to thank you two guys a lot. I mean, this is just this was kind of a a crazy project that I was like, hey, do you guys want to do this when I brought it up to you guys last January, I guess, or even before that? Yeah. So this has been a, like almost a basically a full year of talking about this and doing it. And I appreciate you guys kind of being as passionate about it as I have been and devoting a lot of time and effort into it. So I just want to get that out of the way. Ah. I, <laughs> well, we, we thank you, Jamie, for being the, the original brainchild. This was something that you were writing about last year. And you said, there's a there's an even better format for this where we can make this really, really pop. And I think it was the, the best possible way to do it. And it kept us in the spooky mood all year long, which is exactly yeah. what we needed after 2020 <laughs> when we were robbed of it. We were definitely robbed. And I loved following along your initial one. And all your writing about it and trying to keep up on it. So it was fun to put myself in those shoes as well. Force myself to keep up with you two guys who had a voracious hunger for these films and other films and TV shows and things actually going on while I tried to somehow buy a house and move. <laughs> hey, I got I got married during this period. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, the juggling you guys did with life like responsibilities and everything and then doing this i i really applaud you for it i mean we um, should just direct a movie we can do it i know seriously hey you know what that might be what's next for us we're all yeah we're all writers we're all creatives so 
I think this was just a, a beautiful place to start just to get to know, you know, I've known Jamie for years. I got to know Chris even better through this. And I think like the best place for us to start was just vomiting out titles to get to know each other of like, Hey, you know, what are your picks? And we came up with, I think over 250 picks that could make the list before we narrowed that down, created tentative lists on our own and then meshed those together and really spent a lot of our initial two months just making this happen in a way that made it feel cohesive in general. So we wouldn't have to make too many swaps we only ended up making one or two swaps, uh, you know, after we started recording everything in February. But that was an awesome experience just to look and be like, oh, OK, Chris is throwing out, you know, Ilsa's She-Wolf of the SS and, you know, any portrait <laughs> of a serial killer. And, yeah. you know, I'm putting Equinox and, you know, I, I'm throwing out everything from Baskin. You know, Bon Tom, Bone Tomahawk to Baskin to, you know, pretty much every Stephen King movie in the world, which none of them made it somehow. Yeah. Um, I know. You know I that, felt bad about that. that. That's the hard thing is that like putting this together, when you look at it, you're like, this is a good list. And then you're like, look at what is on the cutting room floor. You're like, no, like, can we get this in there? Can right. we get this in there? But that's Let's part talk of the about Stephen too. King. You know, Stephen King, you know, it is something I would consider. It Chapter One could have definitely been on this list, but feels empty and hollow without two and you know i'd go many series i'd go you know <laughs> carrie was something sleep. i could do dr sleep was actually our closest selection that was on yeah. an earlier version of the list where mike flan of fans and really liked that i like that yeah. book a lot i like the adaptation a lot we were dealing the director's cut you got to watch it if you haven't it's yeah, way better it's way better i mean flanagan is another guy that like even like i mean he's done a lot of stephen king but like he's his own monolith in a way i look at his work and like I was bummed that we didn't get one of his movies on here. Like, I was yeah. like, fuck, like, do we throw in a Gerald's game? Do we throw in a, uh, even That's Absentia? the new school of 31 like, for 31. Yeah. A little hush. You know, I, yeah. it's something where I look at this list and again, like we, we, we were drawing from such a broad trough of like everything from Witchfinder General, which we could make that kind of argument to something like them or, you know, the stuff or, Prince of Darkness, let's interject another carpenter or let's get killer counts from outer space or attack of the killer tomatoes, really throw you off your rhythm. Like we had so many different ideas and I think we, you know, really tried to narrow it down so that we weren't just surprising you guys, you know, and we, so that was one of our big things is we are, I think, horror fans, but we're also just genre fans and like weirdness a lot and we had to curb some of our instincts of you know having things that were constantly going to be weird really that's a halloween movie let me persuade you <laughs> we could have done a whole list of i swear i swear this is really a halloween movie but that would have made for a weird weird experience for a whole october so we really tried to mesh our favorite classics our favorite b-sides some twists around the lane of the lure in Mulholland Drive. And I think it, yeah, I, I'm proud of what we came up with looking at this list and sad, you know, knowing that I've watched a few of these other films, even this month that I'm like, ah, that's, a, I would love to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I can't believe you guys made me. <laughs> my religion, that. my religion. Do you guys have one movie or two? I'll give you two. Give me that, three. Give me three. I'm going to give you all right. Three each. Three each. Jamie first. Okay. I'm, that I'm you would have had a my blast list. talking about in this movie, and uh, any movies that it would have been fun to like pair them with. Um. Yes. Okay. 
<clears throat> my original list started off really pretentious by not even having like a straight up horror movie. I, re- I just love super dark times. And I was like, let's like ease people in and have like sort of like a psychological thriller in a sense, like made with some horror elements. And I thought that'd be an interesting way to kind of get into the spooky spirit without just diving in. You know, I think we decided to go the other way with being like, we're starting out with trick or treat. Like you are full on Halloween mode, which I think was probably the better way. The writers in that film, along with our guy from The Ritual, just directed and made a a fantastic horror movie called The Night House that Cody and I saw, which would probably fit better. Overwhelming experience. Yeah, (laughs) which is great. So Super Dark Times was something that I wanted to get in there, but I felt like I think we all agreed like it's not a really a Halloween movie. I definitely recommend checking it out. I would have loved to have added maybe one of the VHS movies or another anthology movie, VHS 2. VHS 2 is definitely up there. Yeah, I would have picked two over one. And there was a recent VHS 94, which just came out, which I very much enjoyed. But I like that that franchise is like what it is. It's like, let's bring indie filmmakers. We give them like kind of like uh, some parameters. And I just, I love that collaborative spirit that, you know, it's that they're putting these films together and they're all pretty effective. I mean, there's not too many duds in those those films. Like they're all very interesting for different reasons. And I think anthologies, especially horror anthologies, work really well for Halloween, where you just get like, you know, five, six stories or whatever that are just, you know, wildly different and just kind of capturing the spirit. You know, we had Trick or Treat, we had uh, Tales from the Hood, which were excellent. I would have liked to have gotten another anthology. As for another, a third film, I mean, a lot of our films, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but like, I feel like they veered towards like English language speaking. I think we, maybe we could have gone a little more like, got like done like The Wailing or something or like Train to Busan, like as two recent examples of films. Tale of Two uh, Sisters was definitely was, on the pr- yeah. pre- prior list. Yeah. Tale of Two Sisters is definitely a favorite of mine. Uh, like I wanted ri- it on the list. The original Ring You or like The Grudge or like, you know, the uh, Onibaba, you know, if we want to go really deep, I would have liked to have done more of that. And I mean, that's just three off the top of my head of like, two specific films and then like, you know, maybe just another film that wasn't a foreign, another foreign language film that we could have done would be my picks. I I like those and they came close. I think two of mine that you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. And then one that you'll be like, you got to stop talking about it. Um, Just injecting, you know, outside of the more obscure ones that we were going to make big swings for, you know, the, your, Everything from, oh, really, you know, if we if we put in killer clowns, if we put in I saw the devil, let's double, you know, let's put an interview with a vampire and just have all gothic vampire (laughs) movies, you know, or, or let's do like a series of short films or all that kind of stuff was on there. But for my, you know, ones that really cut close for me uh, would really be I've talked about it a ton. I think Shaun of the Dead is a really perfect, fun zombie movie that understands tropes, plays with them while adding something new, is, you know, Edgar Wright's kind of, I think, forgotten masterpiece in terms of how it is kind of the thesis statement for all of the stylistic choices that he'll make later in his career. But you know, is often criticized, but some, I think, should be lauded for being a perfect mix of being a really straight up comedy for three fourths and then being a really effective horror movie for the last fourth with characters you've grown to love. Just rewatched it. Still holds up. 
just think that Return of the Living Dead was a little bit more interesting, even though it's not as much of a favorite for me, you know, in terms of that slot. Another one, you know, that I think we grappled with just because I think that it has such a personal impact on me. I, I've talked about like tremors being something that freaked me out. <laughs> I think another one that is definitely up there that I think holds up and like the reanalysis of and think deserves to be treated as an adult movie and not just kind of lumped in with this director's eye rolling kind of uh, filmography is Signs. I think Signs would have been fun. I think it's just inarguably so creepy and it came out in a point where we were all young enough to just think that that birthday party scene, <laughs> that cornfield scene, that yep. thing on the roof was just like the starkest, craziest, scariest images that we've ever experienced. So it would have been kind of a meta way of being like, what scared us as children? And how does that relate to the season? So that was definitely one for me. And then lastly, sorry to interject, but Brian Richel's favorite scary movie, by the way. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a tough guy. So he's, he's not typically scared, <laughs> but that gets him. And then, uh, yeah, no, I mean, last one, we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again. You know, I'm not I'm not coming out swinging with Man Bites Dog or Henry Porter's <laughs> Yoko. I don't want anybody to get upset, but I really do want the one thing that this podcast could have spawned infinite, much more thorough, artistic sub podcasts or whatever. Maybe this is our next step. If we'd done pitch black and just made it, we got to do a Riddick podcast. Yeah, like I can Riddick. say, you know, yeah. so I, I think pitch black actually is a fun movie and it is such an interesting movie in Vin Diesel's star persona. Like it's, it's kind of like the pain and gain that makes the rock work, you know, it, but it's a movie that again, really is such a specific thing of creating this new character out of nothing and and making it a blockbuster and being hyper specific without any pretext and it's a weird sci-fi horror movie that i think really works and maybe could have gone along with the faculty or something who knows but kind of has that kind of jeepers creepers keep your eye on the sky feeling but old favorite of mine would have been funny to dive into but again there's there's so many holes to poke that we were like all right maybe we uh we 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 fly free of uh of pitch black for now but those were three that could have i definitely could have led those episodes and talked <laughs> your ear off but otherwise things we love like reanimator the fly even like jump in with in the mouth of madness or brain dead or even under the skin kill list i'm just looking at my original list like all of those are fun all of those i think we just found better movies that do it better to match the list to match the thesis of what we mean for halloween i'll i'll, I'll die saying that on that soapbox so how about you chris yeah i think for for these it was tough i mean looking at my original list, looking at our overall list, one of the most exciting things for me actually coming into this was seeing movies that I hadn't seen before. There was multiple times in our list where it was really fun just to dive headfirst. Either one of you or both of you had seen it or you both and the guest had seen it and were berating me to finally watch it. <laughs> you liked so, the movie, Chris. Yeah, I really, I really liked the ritual. I just told someone this weekend to go watch it. And so it was fun for me to open up some of these especially films that i had just missed that you know were, were blind spots that i should have seen by now it was just a lot of fun looking at this there's a few that i would have picked but the the thing is that i'd already seen them before and that you know we we kind of jumped back and forth and there was a nice mix of making sure we weren't repeating directors or themes i think initially i think what we do in the shadows would have been a fun one i think mm. we 
we were missing a little bit of some of the comedy elements that we were trying to come across that this isn't just the scariest movies of all time. This isn't just horror. This is really what the sense of Halloween is. And sometimes Halloween can just be funny and weird. I think it can be Beetlejuicey. Yeah. Beetlejuice was also on my initial list, which, which I think would have been a fun one to just go back and look at now. And, but then talking about Tim Burton, I had, you know, I had never seen sleepy hollow. So that one, was really exciting. Yeah, that's that's probably the the firmest cemented part of the list where you're like, yep, that fits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that works. And even Coraline was one of my early picks to get some sure. animation on there. But I agree with with Perfect Jamie. Blue. We, yeah, we were we were pretty stuck in um, American made films or American and British films. But it was you know it was tough to get more flavor from around the rest of the world. I'm looking over these lists, and then there's a few ones that. I just remember being actual brutal scares first time watching it. And I kind of want to revisit them like The Descent or a few other ones that are ones that it's fun to have a lot of people over and be like, hey, remember when we were younger and we watched this movie? Let's throw it on now and and see if we're still terrified of it. And probably will be. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, on the on the note of just foreign horror really quickly, I think it's like like something we realized early, like Rex, a good example of something that's really scary, you know, something that really is groundbreaking in its ways and something that's rewatchable. But like there is an English language speaking nation element to the the kind of cultural distilled sense of Samhain and like the, the sense of Halloween in this specific way that we defined it is much better precipitated into the British Isles, you know, America, even Australia, than what you see in the horror traditions yep. of Japan or South Korea or, you know, even France or Spain, you know, and that's why when we were ta- talking about a lot of these movies, we're like, oh, I'd love to talk about Tale of Two Sisters or I'd love to do this or that. But it was surprising things like the lore that made us feel like it was actually more Halloween-y or, or House that made us feel like that as opposed to even more famous or more straightforward Japanese horror. So that was... Part of the challenge, too, is just because you know, Halloween has become, you know, as we know, it is a very American style holiday. And, you know, maybe, you know, British and Australian and, and Irish, you know, kind of extraction, too. But, you know, that I kind of learned that helped me define along the way, like, wow, there is kind of an ineffable quality that's part of how our culture responds to these kind of themes and our relationship to the occult and, and that kind of stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The way we were putting together is that it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a journey. Like it's going from one to thirty-one. Like so, we're laying the tracks down, and like sometimes, like we'd lay it and be like, "Fuck!" Like we we, have, we did, if if we wanted to swap out one film, sometimes we'd have to like pull the track back up and lay it back down again with different films because it was just like that was sort of the the track we were going down. Like this is just one example of like thirty-one films. Like we we tried to put together, you know 
a mixtape is what we would call it. So it, it kind of had to have a certain flow to it. And that was kind of what was also guiding us. Like that was our cinematic lodestar, if you will, of like getting these in a place that made sense. And I would be happy to share like our master list, maybe on social, we can kind of post some things. Some selects at the very Like we were not ignoring a lot of films. Like it was, we were putting this together and like, it was like a puzzle piece. It was a mosaic. So like we were just, we had to, to kill our pe- darlings a lot. We had to kill a lot of a darlings. Lot. Like there, there's so many films that I just love and adore. Like Scream is probably one of my favorite movies and I w- would have loved to have discussed, but we decided to go with The Faculty, which I felt was probably better. I think you had a good time with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and there, was a, there wasn't even a sense of recency bias. Yeah. There, was, there wasn't even recency bias on the whole list too. Like we had Freaks, we had Kevin and Dr. Caligari. Like it just ended we had some up hammer being, films. Yeah. Yeah. It ended up being what stuck. And, you know, I think the decades are well represented, but, you know, I think Halloween, the movie defined what Halloween meant for the nation so much that so many movies that best fit into it come after 1978, too. And I think I mean, I guess the oldest movie we did was House, probably. Right. Was that it was only a year before Halloween. It's really, you know, that's the that's where he got all his ideas, clearly. So. <laughs> You know, you know, Jaws influences House, House influences Halloween. Like we have, you know, the bada bing, bada boon, moonlight, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Chris, what were you going to say? No, I'm just I'm just looking over this list at, you know, how many things we really work through. It's 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 just impressive, I think, to boil this down to 31 and where we got it. And there's some funny ones that we threw in that. Now I'm like, oh, we could have swapped this or that. And I think that's the exciting thing about what defines a holiday, especially one like Halloween, where everyone comes to it with different stories as a kid. It's something you grow up with. And I think that's what works so well in horror and Halloween movies and thriller movies is that you start watching these as a kid and they they stick with you and they evolve and change over time. And as you change and react to them, things become less scary in some parts and more scary in others. You you don't connect as much to the the kid who's being babysat. You connect to the babysitter. And then there's other times where you just connect to the adults trying to figure out what's going on. And then there's other times where you're like, people are overreacting. I don't This just isn't scary at all anymore. And that's the fun of making a list like this and then going back and revisiting some of these where they were more interesting other times we watched or less interesting and, and things really stood out on these rewatches. Man, I'm going to I think we should all post our our own original lists, not the whole thing. <laughs> but I'm looking at mine and I had it with subheaders with folklore to imposters to supernatural cabins, undead, yeah. bloodsuckers. And I'm like, I had my own little spin and we were like, that's telegraphing the list way too much. And it doesn't, you know, <laughs> it makes it a very jerky flow. And I'm like, well, OK, so, yeah, we'll all post our own 31. But that even between those 93, we had probably close to 200 more that we were kind of digging into as we said so it was a fun uh you know playoff bracket to get to our to our end result here and we'd love to see responses from you guys of what you know halloween means for you if you have any lists or films that you always watch or ones you remember watching as a kid throw them out and compare them and we'll we'll keep chatting about them
Yeah, I mean, we, we all love this stuff. We always are looking for new stuff. Like I, especially around this time of year, I'm always looking to watch new stuff. So it can be, it can be challenging to be like, all right, like what what what, what have I seen? Like what's good? So I love hearing from other people who recommend like something highly. We've been that for each other, and we want you to even push us further. And that's yeah. been a great part of even the hints that some of you have come up with. I'm like, oh, I haven't rewatched that in a while, and that would be fun to talk about. Okay, okay, so keep propelling this in that direction. And hey, you know, it ain't over until Halloween ends comes out, you know? So who knows what we're, <laughs> the three of us have in store next. Definitely taking a hiatus for now. So hold back those tears. But but yeah, stay on, uh, stay tuned for any updates. And like, we'll, we're, we're figuring out what, you know, what next list is going to strike our fancy or, or talking movies or, or talking about our own projects. We definitely like talking. So there, there's a lot there's a lot more to come. And, you know, this if this month was any indication, it's that we like connecting and and diving into these things and, and trying to create an experience and curating an experience that that people can enjoy. So we won't give it up that easy. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is my first podcast, so um, a lot harder than it seems. Chris, Cody, you guys are very good at it. I think you're much better than I am. Oh, I'm, give me a break. You, <laughs> if no. we gave you a chance to speak, I mean, yeah. interrupted you to say this. Give me a I, I think that's part of podcasting is like asserting. We're like divorced parents. <laughs> it's just asserting your dominance when you're doing Zoom calls and recording it. So I, I, I appreciate you guys providing a steady foundation for this to actually continue. It's been it's been a real pleasure. And yeah, you know, we we got these 31 in and it was a lot of work. Fuck. Um, A lot more work than I even thought it was. And I knew it was going to be a lot of work. So and then we had um, to listen to ourselves. Yeah, we did. That's the hardest work of all. (laughs) Too many ums and likes. That's my rec. Also, if you do a podcast, please listen to yourself because, man, I have learned a lot about how I communicate. And it's (laughs) I am giving myself low marks i need to improve oh give yeah me but it's in conversation with what i will say about yeah. it's in conversation <laughs> no. with putting butter on the quagmire of this ain't your daddy's hollow <laughs> it ain't your daddy's buttered quagmire in yeah. conversation nick and nora get stabbed in the yeah. face yeah oh boy we didn't so, we should use that this more. is that jlcbcmsp <laughs> C. The FCC. Uh, I like, yeah. yeah. I like, we have memes. We got inside jokes now. No, it's we got a whole it's lexicon, great. and it's thanks yeah. to all of you being a part of this. Want to thank both of you, of course. Want to thank the podglomerate for hosting us and, and, you know, hopefully pushing us to do more in the future. And, you know, it's just been a, a great ride. And, you know, this has probably been one of my favorite Halloween seasons. And, you know, definitely my favorite since I was a kid, just because I felt so connected to it. So closing out. This is what that's kind of what Halloween means to me. It's just propelling that sense of opening that other, you know, periphery of your eye and looking at the world a little differently and being spooked by it, but also being fascinated by it and exploring, you know, the the parts of culture that revel in that the most. But how about you two? How would you summarize your your passion for the holiday? (laughs) Chris gave me a nod, so I'm going to (laughs) go. Halloween is something that when you're growing up and you like writing stories, you like watching movies, it just, I think it just fits in really well. And even when we're getting older, you're, you're kind of trying to still maintain that sort of nostalgia for it. I think horror movies are a big part of that. And I think especially nowadays it's like Halloween means in some ways a lot more to me than like Christmas did, you know, like, uh, you, you learn Santa Claus, 
Claus is Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't real, but you're like, oh fuck, that sucks. Kind of takes the magic away from uh, Christmas. Spoiler alert: we haven't done any spoilers <laughs> for the rest of the pod, but that's a big one for the kids. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, there's just something about I love the genre. I really do love the genre, and I like that there's sort of a there's a holiday that is connected to it and feels like right to be watching this stuff. And it's been weird, kind of being in this mindset and watching these movies throughout the year. Sometimes, like we mentioned, it's like, oh, it, was, it felt really sacrilegious to watch Trick or Treat in like February. Yeah. yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sleepy yeah. Big, yeah. big thank you to all of our, our partners for dealing with us watching yes. these different things yes. at random times throughout Seriously. the year. Seriously. It's like, hey, do you do you want to watch the... the <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, I know it's the middle of May, but Pumpkinhead is really talking to me right now. <laughs> Yeah, what and are you I doing also, tonight? Yeah, and I also have to talk about it with two other dudes for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go take a bath, you go take a walk, because I'm gonna be you know, yeah. asserting my point of view over yes. really how big like, big thank you to and patience of our, our SOs, our partners, yes. um, for dealing with this, which has been an experience. But and big thank you to our guests who came on. Yes, our guests who are in the industry who we know, good friends. Nick West, Pat, and Andrew. I would have liked more guests. I would have liked more diverse guests. The guests was kind of a late addition, admittedly, but I'm glad that they came on. I know we keep emailing Mike Doherty and he's he's like hasn't responded <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm hitting him up so i mean anyway, ideally we'd have you're, the, you're our favorite guests you're yeah you're, yeah you listening in you you know that's sorry to to the other guys but you're, you're our favorite people to to join in on this conversation and we've loved how you've connected with us so far so keep it up thanks so much but I, chris uh, wait chris did you say yeah you chris i thought i was just gonna wrap up and then chris i was gonna poke you to be like uh, say something but uh, <laughs> i mean i was basically gonna say similar to what i said earlier is that halloween along with what you both have said is is the one holiday that feels like it becomes more important to us as we get older every other hol- holiday tends to plateau or, or really has a, a big start to it in your life and then slowly fades away or becomes about just gluttony and <laughs> depression and dealing with your family and Halloween really has ebbs and flows like our playlist and like a good Halloween movie. It, it starts off about the sugar high and candy and fun. There's this rebellious period in the middle where trick-or-treating isn't cool and this is stupid. Then you can go back out. Then you can go out and party. And then all of a sudden you've got extra money to spend on a movie quality costume and you <laughs> want to show off and compete. And, yeah. and it, it's just one that if you want to, you can evolve with Halloween. It can become something new every year. But there's especially growing up on the East Coast, there's there's a, a feeling when Halloween is coming as the leaves start changing, the air gets colder and the wind starts the to blow. The veil is more. lifted. Yeah, yeah. You hear the dead leaves blowing in the in that crisp wind. And, and it's just it's just a mark that that times are changing. The the vegetation is starting to die. And but winter isn't here yet. You got one you got one big party. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's that's my my favorite distillation is it. Uh, Christmas, you know, Hanukkah, it, Thanksgiving. A lot of these things remind you that you're getting older. Halloween reminds you that you can still be a kid. And I think that's that's <laughs> that's awesome. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting us be kids for this whole year. Being just so excited to talk about all this with with each other and with you by extension. And and uh, we we're looking forward to the future and. Michael Myers is still out there, so watch behind your backs. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll we'll see you we'll see you down down the uh, down the pumpkin patch a few. We'll see you down on Elm Street. See you behind a clothesline. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Happy November. Thank you, everyone. Have a great uh, time with that Thanksgiving podcast you're picking up, but we're taking <laughs> yeah. a little rest.
Cheers. Talk soon. Yeah. Peace. Thank you.